It's Sweets from Your Voice First podcast. Today, we're taking a peek at the new feature, Interpreter Mode, now available on iOS and Android. Today, we're joined by Yai Kwan. Yai Kwan, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Sweets. Yai Kwan, you were the first guy to actually tell me about this. How did you originally hear about the feature? Well, I was using my Google Pixel phone, and as you know, it has a section where it recommends you news stories, and that's where I came upon a story that told me that Google Voice now had a new translator mode, and so I was very interested in seeing what the assistant can do with the translation service. And you sent me a very simple phrase. What is the phrase that you sent me to access it? Tell Google to be your translator. Hey Google, be my Chinese translator. Hey Google, be my Spanish translator. Hey Google, be my, for 44 different languages, insert your language of choice. Hey Google, be my insert language of choice translator. We'll automatically launch a translator so you can have a live conversation with a person. Now available on iOS and Android. So for anyone here, maybe just Yaquan, but anyone sitting, how do you think you could leverage this translator feature um, either in personal or professional life? Very useful if you're ever meeting with a client who speaks a different language with you or even if you find yourself in another country of sorts. Google Translate might not always be 100% accurate, but it typically tends to get the point across pretty well. And I feel the sim- same way. If we're going out to China or if we're traveling around and that language barrier does exist, to have the ability to just turn on a translator very quickly and to say, yo, can you interpret this? And to not have to worry about downloading an app, to not have to worry about going through any special hoops, just say, be my interpreter, and then to have that be a solved problem, I feel like would be big. Do you find living here in Columbus, Ohio, that you meet a lot of people who speak a diverse set of languages? Or would you feel that for the majority of the time, every English is pretty well understood? Uh, there are definitely some times where it would be helpful to uh, speak another language, especially when you work in such a diverse place like uh, Columbus has a lot of people converging on it from all over the country. So to be able to speak in more than just English would be able to help really make sure that your connections are stronger than just where you come from. It really speaks to the people's hearts. So from the privacy perspective, on the Wired article, translations that go through are stored in Google's cloud, and Google says it does not share your personal information from that, but it does store your information in the cloud. Khalil, you being the privacy, um, what do you, did you hear that or want me to say it again? Yes. Translations stored in Google's cloud. All translations done through the interpreter mode are stored in Google's cloud. Google says, in quotes, it doesn't share your personal information. Well, first things first, I don't understand how your translations are not considered personal information. This is you creating data points that they are honestly storing in the cloud. That, it says that, they store them. That raises, they that raises, they don't share it. That's what it says. They don't so it's stored there, but, they're not, but they won't share that information. That leads me to question what their definition of sharing means. Um, they're saying they're not sharing with a third party. That's cool to a degree, but that's still there's. I, I think there's. I, I personally think that I would still be concerned about the fact that they're uploading my information to the cloud. At the end of the day, um, I get the benefit of the fact that it's helping feed the machine. So I get why they would do something like that. At least is that I need to read further. Honestly, let me think. Does does the b- benefit of having the interpreter mode? 
the only reason we have interpreter mode is because enough data was fed in to make it existing. So doesn't it kind of, by using it, you say, I like this enough to want to give my data to it? Or do you feel that I'm, I'm not understanding a part of that data exchange? Like you're getting a, a, a service for free, and it was built on top of thousands of data points. So because it's free, you're providing a data point, and they don't share the personal information. I, I can't speak to what they do share. But. Honestly, yeah, yeah, that's the question. So, I think the here is. I think the problem here is that it's assumed that most people know what these terms mean. It's assumed that your average user understands how precious this data actually is. Um, I would like to read more into it. I would like to have a thorough examination of what they consider personal information, what does or doesn't get shared. Like, if it's a macro type of sense of these are the words that are being used and this is what's happening, I can see how that can become honestly pretty risky when you add in the location services that Google's doing and all the other things that this is leading. It's just, it feels like Google right now has this monopoly on data. And it feels like they're giving us these tools that they say are for us and they say it comes with a little to no concern about your privacy and all these other points, but it also feels like they're taking advantage of the fact that most of us are not media literate and we're not tech literate and we really don't understand our data, if that makes sense. Last question, do you feel that Apple is conscious of your data and solves those problems that Google brings up in terms of data security? I think Apple has my back more than Google. I don't think that either are the prime example of what we should have moving forward, especially as these debates are becoming more and more of the topic and more people are learning about it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to present Apple as a rival to Google per se. I do think that Apple has made several examples in public about how they are willing to protect their consumer, how they will store things locally and not do what this sounds like Google's doing here by backing it up to the cloud. But I don't I want to make sure that I'm not presenting Apple as the good guy in this scenario at all. Like I think that what we honestly need is a way to teach more people about exactly what's being kept, what's being stored. Um let's be honest, cloud is not a safe it's not a safe technology. Like, like it's like these things are open to hacks. They're open to data leaks. Like, like these. Like, yes. The moment, the moment we're taking it from a local device and uploading it to the cloud, there's so many elements going into play that even me personally, I, I don't, I don't know enough about it to honestly even break it down. And I've been studying it now for a couple months. I've been reading books on it for a couple months and following articles and learning more. And I can still barely break it down. So. Yeah, I think that's it. Yaquan, Khalil, thank you guys for joining me. Thanks for listening. You can catch us any day on Amazon Alexa or Google Assistant by saying, Alexa, play the latest episode of Your Voice First podcast or on Google. Hey Google, play the latest episode of Your Voice First podcast. This is Sweets, signing off from Your Voice First podcast.